0: tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today we are going to do another listener advice episode. For those of you that are new to the show, about once a month I take listener advice, breakup stories. I have a form where you can submit your breakup story anonymously and I go through it live on the show. So today's episode will be entirely dedicated to someone's story that they submitted. And if you've listened to these before, you know I ask a couple logistical questions like name, how long have you guys been together, when did the breakup happen, so that way I can give you a good picture as to what is going on in this story. And I am excited about today's story, and I say excited meaning I'm never happy that someone has to go through a breakup, but I am excited because... This is a topic that I have actually been wanting to cover for the last couple weeks because it is one that comes up a lot. Today, we're going to be talking about closure. But first, let's go through this woman's breakup. As you guys know, I like to give these women names even though it's anonymous, so I just like to make up a name. So we're going to call her Kristen today. Kristen is 29 years old. She was together with her ex for two years and they broke up about a month ago. And I'm going to go through her story really quick. I'm not going to read the entire thing this time. I love it. She was super detailed in her story, but I'm just going to pick out the things that I believe were important. So they were a COVID breakup. They, when COVID lockdown started, they decided they had to quarantine separately because they were living separately and they were trying to save for a house. So living with their respective parents. So it was important that they did not see each other. So she said for the first couple weeks, it was totally fine. And then her ex was furloughed from his job. And then all of a sudden things started going downhill. He lost his sense of purpose, his identity His ego was super bruised because of this whole thing, and all of a sudden, this emotional wall went up. He wasn't communicating like he used to. There was a loss of intimacy. She didn't feel the same emotions coming from him, and she let it go for a little while and then brought it up, and he all of a sudden was talking about how his feelings have changed and just things didn't feel the way that they used to. He said he had doubts about how about her and continued to not really communicate how he was feeling. So he ultimately ended up ending the relationship. He essentially just shut down and ended the relationship. She even said that when he came by to drop things off after their breakup, he just looked like a shell of a person. And I wanted to touch on this real quick before I get into her main question, which is about closure. But it's so hard to watch a partner go through something like this. And obviously, this is an extraordinarily difficult time in general so as much as i'm sure she would have liked to you know i'm sh- she was there supporting him she wanted to hear him out she wanted to be there for him but unfortunately we just can't make people do that we can't make people talk when they don't want to talk we can't help people if they don't want to be helped we can't support people if we don't even know how and they're not ready to receive it so as if you're going through a situation like this just know that we really can we can do all we can do and that's all we can do. We can't force anyone to seek outside help. She had even mentioned that in her write up that she had suggested maybe he go see a doctor for depression, but we just can't control other people as much as we'd like to, and even if it's not even to control them in a selfish way but just to control the situation to get someone help that needs it, we just aren't able to do that. So, their relationship ended and the main question that she said that she needs help with, I am going to read. So she said, I just need help with getting closure. This has ended without any logical reason and with very irrational thinking. I still love him so much and I miss him every day. I haven't had a day where I haven't cried and I don't know how to let go and move on. So that's what we're going to be focusing on in the episode today is closure and more specifically, not getting closure from a breakup. And I hear this so often that people don't feel like they're able to move on from a breakup unless they have this closure. I have a very different opinion on closure. i in my opinion, is that in reality, closure is completely an illusion. It's this intangible thing that we feel like we need so badly in order to make us feel okay after a breakup, when the fact of the matter is, after a breakup, we obviously feel very broken, very sad, we're in a lot of pain, we feel very out of control and very powerless, especially if the breakup came out of nowhere with very little explanation. And because of these feelings, it's totally natural to want to grasp for something tangible that makes us feel back in control. And I think that's why people talk about needing this closure. They need something tangible that they can grasp onto as to why the relationship ended. We don't do well with ambiguity. We don't do well with loose ends. We want things black and white. We want to know exactly why it happened. So it makes sense why we try to grasp so tightly onto this idea of closure. But the truth is you do not need closure to move on. You do not need closure to move on. In my experience, every time I thought I needed closure, I didn't need it to move on. I needed it because I thought that if I knew why my ex dumped me, I could change those things about me and then he would want me back. I wanted those specific answers in the form of closure so then I could change and fit into his perfect mold of a relationship. Because I didn't, it's not like I was at a point where I said, Can you please tell me why you ended the relationship? I'd like to take note for future. We don't do that. I mean, I'm sure some people do that, but typically that's not what we're after. We want to know exactly why it happened so that way we can argue with them about, well, no, that's not true. We can fix that. We can work on that. We can change that. So we want it selfishly so we can then manipulate the situation to end up where we're back in a relationship with them. And I wanted to talk about why someone might not give you closure. And these are not guesses, but these are things from my experience as to why someone who's breaking up with you won't give closure. I wish I could be in the mind of every single one of your exes to explain their rationale and their thinking, but we just can't, we don't know exactly what's going on in other people's heads. But in my experience, there are a few reasons why someone won't provide like exact reasoning after a breakup. And the first one is they could be doing it In their minds, my dad always taught me that people are doing the best that they can with their current thinking. So when someone does something, even if it doesn't make sense to to me, I always have to remember that it makes sense to them and in their current thinking. So they could be doing it to be as kind as possible in their own head. They might have felt like saying everything would hurt your feelings. And in some cases, this is probably true. I think there, you know, I have ended relationships personally where there were just certain things that didn't work for me, but I didn't want to like hound on that and insult them because just because it doesn't work for me doesn't mean it's a bad character trait. You know, one of the people that I had to break up with in the past, it was because he was a little too obsessive, too needy and really wanted to like speed the relationship up at a rate that I was not comfortable with. But I didn't say I'm ending this because you're too needy and you're too obsessive and you obsessively call me pet names because that wouldn't be helpful. But I did say, you know, I just don't think we're on the same page and I didn't go further in that than the reasoning. In the reasoning and that's okay. So just keep in mind that it could be to protect you, even if you say, I want to know the whole truth, I can handle it. Sometimes people just need to be a little bit vague to, in their minds, be as kind as possible. The second reason is they could be doing it because it would be too painful for them to talk through. So sometimes people need to end relationships in this vague way to protect themselves too. You never know what people are going through when they end a relationship, and it's just important to keep that in mind. And then the third reason is they could be doing it because they're just a very emotionally immature person, and they don't know how to have these like grown-up conversations. They would rather just kind of take a cop-out and say a generic reason because they don't really know, they don't even really know what they're What emotions are coming up. They don't know how to communicate those. So it definitely could be based on some emotional immaturity. And the last reason, and this one comes up a lot, is they might not have told you exactly why the relationship ended because they're also not really sure why themselves. The sad part of the world is that sometimes our feelings for another person just change. It doesn't mean anything went wrong. Sometimes people fall out of love. So it could potentially sound vague because they don't know why their feelings changed. They just know know that they did. So it could just be that they don't know. So that's not going to be the focus of this episode. I don't want to focus on why your ex didn't give you all the reasons you want, but I just wanted to give that frame of reference that there are multiple reasons why that didn't happen. Not because they're trying to, I think a lot of people think, oh, they're not telling me to like torture me or, you know, they're trying to hurt me even more when I want answers. There are a variety of reasons and I'm not trying to like condone someone leaving you hanging. I'm just mentioning this so you know, and I'm trying to make a broader point about why we don't really need closure to get through a breakup. That's the goal of this episode. And when we look at the ultimate goal of recovering from a breakup, it's in my experience and in my opinion, it's to learn how to live happily and wholly without our ex. It's to be able to let go of that mental obsession of thinking about them constantly. And at least for me, my ultimate goal has been I can get to a place where if I saw them with someone new, I wouldn't be upset because I knew that the breakup was meant to happen and it happened for good reason. So if we look at that goal, if our goal is to learn how to live happily and wholly without them, the first step is to create distance. How are we going to learn how to live without them if we are seeing them all the time? Now, I know that there are certain exceptions to this rule, but if you have the opportunity to not see your ex and create distance, that's the best thing to do. And this is why I'm such a big advocate for the no contact rule. If we really want to learn how to live without them, we definitely don't want them all over our life, you know, in our phone, in person, on social media. And I believe that one of the biggest deterrents to no contact is, I like to call it the quest for closure. I see so many women go on this quest for closure, men too, but they like I see this where they can't let go of the fact that they don't have the answers that they want about the breakup so they continue to break no contact to reach out to their ex and ask for these question and ask these questions i get the question a lot of i really want to reach out to my ex and ask if we can get together so we can discuss the breakup because i never got the answers that i needed and i still don't know what happened this is something I always advise against. And I advise against it for a few different reasons. When someone is on this quest for closure, this can go on for months or even years in some cases where someone is continuously contacting their ex for closure. And in doing that, you're not giving yourself the permission to move on because you don't know exactly why. So you think, Well, I'm just going to hang on until I know exactly why, and maybe then I'll give myself permission to move on. No, you can give yourself permission to move on without the answers, and in fact, that's what you should be doing. This quest for closure can lead to stalking social media profiles, playing investigator, like you guys know I talk about, where you're trying to so intentionally find these like little hidden answers where... You know, you'll say, oh, they, they, you know, liked my picture or that must mean something. So you're like on this quest for any kind of information and that is so destructive to our healing and it's so exhausting. And all this does is it drags out the breakup. That's all it does. This quest for closure will nine times out of ten bring us right back to the exact same feelings we started with after a breakup. And I hate to say the term wasting time, but in this scenario, say you you know, you know get broken up with and for three months, you're trying to figure out why it happened. Three months later, you have the exact same feelings that started with the breakup and you're three months in where you could have been spending those three months on something a little bit more productive. Now I wanted to talk about what you can do instead of seeking closure, or what can you do when you're feeling tempted to seek closure. The first thing I want you to think about is redirecting your energy. I mentioned all of the very exhaustive tasks that come with that quest for closure, Continuing to contact your ex, not getting the right answers, searching social media constantly, trying to find any ounce of information. Basically, all you're doing is putting all of your energy onto another person or an outside situation that you don't have control over anyway. This is absolutely exhausting. You've heard me talk about how precious our energy is after a breakup because. Just the process of having to go through the emotions is so emotionally taxing, so you really need to be mindful about where you're spending your energy, and I want you to imagine what would it look like if I took all of that energy I was using to focus on the other person, focus on getting this quote-unquote closure, and instead I redirected it into myself and into my own healing You could be using that energy to journal every morning. You could be using that energy to pick up a new exercise routine. You could be using that energy to talk to other people about the real emotions that are happening through the breakup instead of constantly talking about how you wish your ex would tell you why he ended the relationship. So that's the first thing I want you to do is think about it in terms of Energy levels, your mental and emotional capacity to handle these kinds of things and make the decision where do I want to put my energy in this situation? I want you to put your energy back into yourself because that's who needs it. And like I mentioned before, you may spend three months on the quest for closure. And then at the end of that, you're exhausted. And then you're still going to have to heal yourself. You're still going to have to invest that energy back into you. So it's so much better to do it just from the start. The second thing I want you to keep in mind is working on acceptance. The opposite of the quest for closure is being in radical acceptance of what happened. Yes, breakups suck. Yes, it's really hard when someone blindsides you and you don't really know why. All of that stuff is really hard and that's okay. What I want you to think about is accepting it for what it was. If you're not accepting it, you're fighting against it and you're fighting a game that you really cannot win. If you are fighting to make someone else change their mind, it's a fight that is an uphill battle that is likely not going to end well. So instead of fighting it, work on accepting it. You can do this through journaling The best way that I can recommend that you work on this acceptance is by writing down some affirmations every morning. And some of the ones that I would suggest is, I accept that I don't have all the answers to this breakup, but I will move on anyway. Or, I trust this is all happening exactly how it's supposed to, and I will know the reason for it someday. I accept that this hurts. I accept that this sucks. But I have the ability to get through it without having all the answers. The common theme in those three affirmations that I just read is I don't want you to accept that this is all okay. It's not okay. It doesn't feel okay. But I want you to take what you can control, which is your own behavior, and let go of what you can't control, which is your ex's behavior and your ex's thoughts. I'm a huge fan of the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And even if you are not a religious person, I'm not a religious person, but to me, it's such a great guidebook on how to approach situations. So even now, if I'm faced with a situation where I feel powerless and don't know what to do, I will take the serenity prayer and I'll say, okay, what can I not control in this situation and really i can't control anything past the tip of my nose so i will work on myself and then what can i accept that i cannot change and then trying to figure out what the differences are so you can use that prayer as a roadmap in this breakup and figure out what what do i need to accept which i need to accept everything outside of myself and what can i change the next thing is, I want you to play the tape through. I, I have talked about this example with no contact, but I got dumped two weeks before my ex's birthday, and if you've heard this story already, it's a great refresher. I got dumped two weeks before my ex's birthday. I wanted to text him so badly on his birthday, and I was looking for someone to validate or cosign my bad idea. And one of my friends basically told me that I was setting myself up for a huge disappointment. And he asked me, he basically asked me to play the tape through. He said, what would really be the only answer that you would be okay with? And I said, the only answer that I would be okay with is if he told me that he made a terrible mistake. He still loved me. He missed me so much and he wanted to get back together. And then he asked me, what would he likely respond with? And I realized he would probably just say thank you, or he would say nothing at all. The same situation here applies to the closure. What is the only answer that you would be happy with in terms of this quest for closure? Likely, this is the reason I broke up with you, but I realized I think we can work this out. Maybe we can go to counseling. I think we can both change and make this work that's probably what you would make you feel happy. That's likely not what you're going to get. And probably no matter what answer he gives you, it's not going to fill that void that you're trying to fill. It's likely going to far not exceed whatever the opposite of exceed your expectations is. And it will leave you in a place where you spent all this, energy trying to figure out this answer and then the answer itself did not make you happy. And I think 99.9% of the time that's what happens if you do finally get this answer that you're constantly asking for. And then the last thing is give yourself your own damn closure. There is a Glennon Doyle quote that I am obsessed with and it says you don't get closure, you decide it's closed. The best closure is living your life joyfully. The best closure is the kind that you can give to yourself, which comes after healing your own heart. What I just mentioned, like no answer is going to be the answer that makes you feel better. No one has the power to take the breakup pain away from you. It is 100% an inside job. So long story short. I know breakups, especially ones that come out of nowhere, are very hard, but my goal with Breakup Bestie and with this podcast is to help you move through a breakup as gracefully as possible. You'll notice that in everything I talk about, I talk very little about how to handle your ex. I talk very little about actual exes. I am focused on helping you. I know to my absolute core with everything in me that in order to heal a breakup, you have to heal yourself. It's not like no one can validate you enough to, to heal your breakup. No one can get into a new relationship with you enough to heal it. It has to start with you. So that's why I'm very passionate about not continuing to chase your ex for closure because it's very counterintuitive towards my goal for you. And we don't know the answer to so many of life's questions, and that's okay, and I think we can accept that in a lot of other areas in of, our, of our lives, but breakups are no different. So at the end of the day, to end this episode, I want you to ask yourself, would I rather know the answers, or would I rather move on and be happy? Would I rather know the answers, or would I rather move on and be happy? And I'm sure someone can tell me, why can't I have both? It's very unlikely that you'll get both. And so after going through something traumatic like a breakup, you need to be focused on number one and healing yourself and protecting yourself. So really think about that question before you try to find those answers. And I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, Stay connected with loved ones. And the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.
1: Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs,